Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell here. Uh, on this episode, I'm going to be doing something a little different, something I've not done yet up until this point. Uh, I'm going to be releasing a Patreon-exclusive episode to the public. Uh, this is going to be the John Waters Appreciation Post uh, appreciation episode uh, that I did back in, I think, November. It was, yeah, definitely November. Uh, it was one of the two bonus episodes I did that month. The other one was the Disney Plus review. Uh, I'm basically just going to attach this little intro onto that episode. It'll still have the Patreon episode, the Patreon intro on it, as well as this one. Um, but yeah, this is just a little teaser, something to give you guys a idea of what goes on the Patreon uh, to entice you to maybe join us over there. Uh, for only $10 a month, you can get two bonus episodes for three bucks a month. You get early access to all the content. You also get the early access for the uh, $10 tier too. Uh, everything stacks up. It's every level has the, the, the perks from the last level on it. So you want to go check that out. It's patreon.com slash Martell's movie madness, capitalize the M and Martell's movie madness. The very first M of course. Um, but yeah, this is, that's what this is. It's going to be the John Waters appreciation episode, but since this is a public episode and not a bonus episode, I do still have some dates to plug and the what you watching segment, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get the dates out of the way. Uh, actually I want to talk about Flesher, the screening, the, the Flesher screening first. Um, so this past Saturday, the 18th of January, uh, in the year of our, not the Lord, but you know, AD in the, in the year AD of, uh, 2020, um, I did the Flesher screening at VizArt Video and it was a great success. It was a tremendous show of, uh, support for Flesher. People came out, people donated for VizArt. They bought the Flesher uh blu-rays dvds and and coffee mugs and t-shirts and everything else they had um so that was great to see it was a uh, real fun to have everybody come out and show support to flesher show support to martell's movie madness and most importantly show support to uh vizart video who keeps providing um they provide a a screen for independent movies that aren't necessarily getting on the the most screens that they sh they could you know and they provided me with a platform now um and yeah i just want to thank everybody who came out to that uh, i want to thank vizart for having me i want to thank the people from flesher for coming down uh john scott kirsten and erica were all great um the q a after the movie was fantastic everybody had great questions um a real good crowd like i said we we filled the screening room and i just could not be happier with how that turned out so i just want to thank everybody and hopefully everybody comes to the next one or most of you or at least some of you um but yeah so now we're going to move to the dates that i got to plug here uh, first up is January 21st at Vizart Video is the Cult Movies in the Cave. Uh, they're going to be showing Skip Tracer. I don't know much about Skip Tracer, but apparently it's pretty wild. 
So you're not going to want to miss that. That one is a free event, of course. Donations are always encouraged at VizArt video events that are free. Uh, even the ones that you have to pay for, we still encourage donations to VizArt video because it helps them keep doing events like that. And uh, we all know that we need to keep the film culture alive. Uh, next up, January 29th, VHS Potluck is going to be at VizArt Video. Also, uh, this the theme this time is Bad Effects. Um, and I just, I'm just now realizing that by the time this episode comes out to the public, which will be the first time that they'll be hearing it, uh, the cult movies in the cave will already have happened. <clears throat> so just disregard that, I'm sorry, but, um, the VHS potluck is cool because it's, you can bring in your VHS tapes that you have, but you, uh, haven't watched the movies yet, or if you, you're, a uh, a thrifter or somebody who hunts for VHS tapes like I I am and uh, Micah who runs the the VHS potluck does uh, you can hunt down those VHS this this month's theme is bad special effects so you want to check out the movies with the corny 90s CGI or the bad uh, 2000 CGI <laughs> um, so yeah what they do is they take one of the tapes that um, they randomly pick one of the tapes that no one in the crowd has seen, and then they vote on the what's left for the second movie. And it's a big double feature. It's fun. It's free. Uh, of course, donations always are uh, encouraged for VizArt Video. And then another VizArt Video event coming up in February. February 12th is the next Martell's Movie Madness at VizArt. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing yet, but it's going to be fun, so you're going to want to come on out. Uh, it's going to be absolutely free, of course. Uh, donations encouraged, but uh, no obligation. Just come on out, have a good time, uh, possibly see a good movie, possibly see a bad movie, possibly not even see a movie at all. It might be like shorts or something, I don't know. Um... But yeah, come on out, because we're going to do something, and it's going to be fun. Uh, eventually, I'm going to start, like, I'm going to be doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that on my shows there. Uh, sometimes it'll be a screening, sometimes it'll be a local or regional film, sometimes it'll be a live podcast, like, we'll do, like, a live interview with somebody, um, and then sometimes it'll be, like, maybe a game show or something. I don't know. I'm still working out like the exact patterns and details of what I'm going to do. Uh, but it will be a monthly thing. This will be something that will be reoccurring at Vizart video. So very happy for the opportunity. Um, I want to thank Jay for hooking me up and getting me in the door there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's going to be February 12th. That's a Wednesday. I know it's not exactly, as ideal as Flesher being on the Saturday, but um, the only Saturday date he had was also the same date as the Saturday of the Mad Monster Party in Charlotte, and I don't want to really compete with them uh, for a crowd, so I decided to go with a weekday date for that. Uh, some of the Martell's Movie Madness events at VizArt will be on the weekend, though, so 
I know that the ones on the weekend will probably draw a better crowd than the ones in the week, but still, it's Wednesday night. If you live in Charlotte, you're probably only about 20 minutes away from VizArt Video at the most. You know, come stop in. The shows are the shows are gonna be over around 9:30 before 10 o'clock at the latest, and you know it's not gonna be that big of a deal if you come on out and hang out. Um, but yeah, that's that's all the dates I got right now. Um, for more information as it comes up for what the the February Martell's Movie Madness is gonna be. Uh, of course, make sure you're following us on social media at Martell's Movie Madness on Facebook and Instagram, at Movie Madness 69 on Twitter, and um, just search on YouTube. I don't have any new YouTube videos up, but um, hopefully I will soon. I need to really get my ass in gear and make some YouTube videos. Um, yeah, okay, so now we're moving into the What You Watching segment. Um, pick of the week this week, Face Off, Nicolas Cage, John Travolta, directed by John Woo, fucking insane movie, I literally just finished watching it, like, 20 minutes ago, something like that, uh, I gave it a 5 out of 5 on the Martell scale, it is a must-see, I don't like to say that movies are must-see very often, because I have very liberal uh taste in movies i like a lot of a variety of different things and but i really think that even if you are the uh, maybe if you're a little more on the if you're like a super conservative you won't like this movie like if you're real straight laced uh you know drama and or, you know, you're just one of those people who just, they like uh, serious 100% realism in their movies and shit. That's not fucking fun. Watch Face Off. It's a great action movie. Uh, it has Nicolas Cage and John Travolta turning in two fabulous performances. Uh, some of John Woo's best cinematography. Just amazing movie all around. Um, so yeah, that's my pick of the week. Um, next up on Hulu, I watched Greener Grass finally. Uh, this movie actually screened at VizArt before it was released, uh, to video on demand as part of their limited release. And I missed it. I didn't get to see it. It was like, um, the week before I started going when, uh, on Fridays, which is when I had been going for a while now, but um, so yeah, I missed it just barely. Like I came in and it was like the last day they were showing or the last, like the last day was the day before or something. And I just missed it completely. Um, but it finally came out on Hulu and I finally got to watch it. I was really stoked to watch it and I was not let down with what I saw. This movie was described to me before I watched it as, a feature-length film version of the Black Hole Sun video uh, by Soundgarden, and that's pretty much what it is. It's like a, it's like an hour and a half, hour forty-five minutes, something like that. But it's it's just surreal as it can get for that whole entire period of time. 
from the beginning, from the very beginning of the movie, like I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Maybe five minutes in, less, maybe no, it's definitely less. It's maybe a minute and a half, two minutes in. Uh, they are just already throwing all the rule books of actual reality out the window. So, um, yeah, I gave Greener Grass a five out of five on the Martell scale. It is like John Waters and David Lynch f- had a baby, and then that baby grew up, and um, they met uh, the Cohen brothers' babies, and they all had some kind of weird polyamorous um love triangle going on and they created a child um i don't know why i threw the coen brothers in there but yeah it's weird it's fucking strange it's probably the weirdest movie i've seen so far in 2020 um and it's just wonderful it's beautiful it's wonderful to look at like it's very whimsical and surreal looking as well as like the story and the things that are happening are very surreal but like it takes place in this weird ass fucking world and i just cannot get enough of it you need to see greener grass because it will change your life or maybe it won't but if it doesn't then well there's no saving you anyways um Next up on Netflix, I watched Life After Beth. Um, uh, Aubrey Plaza was the was the catch for me. Like that's the hook. That's what grabbed me and pulled me toward that movie. Uh, but man, it's fucking good. It's funny as shit, and it's just off the wall and and batshit crazy as well. Um, but it has great comedic performances by uh Aubrey Plaza of course um shit what's the guy's name oh man Uh, this is gonna kill me oh shit um fuck you know I'm now I'm blanking on everybody in this fucking movie um Hold on one second, y'all. Y'all bear with me, because I'm just losing my shit right now. If if I wouldn't have been trying to talk about it, then I would have known exactly who was in this movie. Fucking dead air. I'm sorry, y'all. <clears throat> okay. So it's got a... Uh, Dane Dehan, Dehan, in it. Uh, I don't know. He's in a lot of stuff. I just can't put it my finger on the top of where. Well, by the sorry, y'all. Um, it's good. He's in a cure for wellness. He's in the Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man Part Two. Um, lots of shit, but he's a good looking kid, and he's in a lot of shit. Uh, he plays the love interest. Uh, John C. Riley plays Aubrey Plaza's character, Beth. Uh, he plays Beth's mom, uh, dad, I'm sorry. And Molly Shannon plays her mom. Uh, 
Um, it's got Matthew Gray Goobler in it, uh, Anna Kendrick's in it, uh, Paul Reiser, lots of cool, recognizable faces are in it. Um, came out in 2014. So definitely a fun uh, watch, especially if you want to, if it's around Halloween time, I think it's a good time to watch it. It's always a good time for me to watch horror, but a lot of people have to be in the mood, and Halloween seems to set that mood for people. Uh, but I think this is a good way, if you're going to do a 31 days of Halloween, this is a good way to start it off. Um, 3.5 out of 5 on the Martell scale. Um, some of it was kind of annoying to me. Not really, like, to the point where I was like, ah, I'm gonna fucking... But it doesn't really, like, it doesn't really establish rules in the the world very quickly. Uh, which is something I like in a zombie movie, which is kind of what this is. Um, it's definitely what this is. I just, uh, didn't... It doesn't really establish that it is 100% zombie whenever, uh whenever things start to go down, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, and I, I don't know, I'll probably rewatch it at some point, but not, um, not as, not as close as like Halloween. Like I won't be watching it in, in October again. I might watch it next October. Um, but yeah, next up on Netflix, I also watched Kingpin for the very first time. Um, something that shocked somebody, somebody, who was over here when, when I was watching it, but it was my first time seeing it. Um, very funny movie. Very fucking just gross and dirty, but it's funny as hell. Uh, Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray are just goddamn great as the, that arch nemesis rivalry going on. And it deals with uh, uh, this Amish kid just seeing the real world for the first time. And it's just, it's insane. Um, Lynn Shea, of course, is also in it, and she is disgusting in it. But uh, that's okay, because I love Lynn Shea, and she can be as disgusting as she would like to be. Uh, I gave it a 4 out of 5 on the Martell scale. Definitely... Uh, the more rewatchable of the two that I watched on Netflix this uh, this week. Um, so next up, last but not least, is my VizArt video selections for this week. Um, first is Eyes Wide Shut, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Ah, man, I mean, <sighs> Jesus Christ, how much time do you got? Uh, that movie is a fucking... Um, it's a, a a puzzle wrapped in an enigma, and nah, it's it's not that bad. It's not that c- crazy. Uh, it is crazy. It's crazy as shit. That movie's batshit fucking nuts. But all in all, I think you can really tell what's going on the entire time. So that's what kind of keeps it in the realm of uh, not being such an enigma of a movie Uh, but if you I could see if you don't really like stay laser focused on it how it could be a confusing movie to watch 
um, that being said, I absolutely loved it, and I didn't find myself uh, taking my attention away from it. I did not uh, play on my phone. I was very, very grabbed by this movie. Um, Tom Cruise is, this is one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies for sure. Um, Nicole Kidman is like butt-ass naked in it, and that's amazing. Uh, so I gave it a 5 out of 5 on the Martell scale. Um, not just because Nicole Kidman's naked in it, though, because that would be weird, but it is a really good fucking movie. Um, and there's a lot of weird shit going on in it, and I love movies with a lot of weird shit going on in it. So there's that. And it made me want to read something, so that's something that I uh, don't do very often is read. Uh, not that I don't want to, or that I think reading is, like, stupid or anything. I just don't read well, which is why I've always took to movies more, because it's easier to uh, absorb movies than it is for me to absorb books. Um, but that's another episode all around. Next up for the VizArt video selections, uh, The King of Comedy. Um, did I say... Okay, Eyes Wide Shut was a 5 out of 5. Just in case I didn't say that already. Uh, the King of Comedy is Martin Scorsese uh, starring Robert De Niro, of course, because that's the, that's the age, that's the uh, time frame for this. Um, it's one of the movies that... Uh, I don't know whether Todd Phillips said it or not, but it was it's definitely had an influence on the Joker movie that just came out. Uh, it's this guy who wants to be a comedian and he wants to like have his own talk show and he's super obsessed with this talk show host played by Jerry Lewis, who the, the, the main character of course that I'm talking about is, uh, Robert De Niro's character. Um, sorry for the noise. I'm had an itch on my hand and I'm holding my mic stand. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, okay, so he's obsessed with this TV host, and he, like, you know, trying to get into the into the TV show business and stuff. Uh, you know, but, of course, like any Scorsese movie, some crimes got to be committed, and, you know, an, an unlikely hero has to come about, or anti-hero, I should say. I don't think any of Scorsese movies have a, a straight-up hero in them. Um, maybe The Departed? I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to say The Departed. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, definitely check out King of Comedy. It's 3.5 out of 5 on the Martell scale. Uh, I thought it was a little draggy. It, 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 it might have needed to be, and I might have just been like, you know, I might have felt that way because I was tired or something. Uh, so I'm going to definitely rewatch it at some point to see if it uh, holds up as a good movie or not. Um, but it's a 3.5 out of 5 on the Martell scale. Might reevaluate that if I rewatch it, but we'll see. Uh, next up on the VizArt list is Bad Lieutenant, starring Harvey Keitel. It is an Abel Ferrara movie. This is the Abel Ferrara movie that actually started my quest. Uh, well, it didn't start my quest. It unknowingly started my quest for Abel Ferrara, but what really 
started my quest for Abel Ferrara was King of New York. That was the first one I saw. And then I found out that he did Bad Lieutenant, which was a movie that somebody had told me about uh, right before I saw King of New York. And so I was like, okay, well, I, now I need to see Bad Lieutenant really bad. I thought I needed, I needed, I wanted to see it before. But then after I saw King of New York, I was like, I need to see this movie. And then I saw Miss 45 and uh, The Driller Killer, which are also Abel Ferrara movies. So I was like, I need to see Bad Lieutenant. I really need to see Bad Lieutenant. And I saw Bad Lieutenant finally. Bad Lieutenant is fucking great. Oh, man, it's just beautiful. The way it's shot, the story that it tells, it's, it's, there's a lot of doing in that movie and not a lot of telling in that movie, and it's just, just wonderful. Uh, Harvey Keitel is a fantastic actor, and this movie really lets him shine super bright. Um, I gave it a three, I gave it a four out of five on the Martell scale, and, I could not recommend checking this movie out a lot enough. If you're into exploitation movies, if you're into action movies, if you're into crime drama, uh, these this movie is definitely for you. You know, it's just it's crazy. Uh, I would say that if you are triggered by rape scenes, probably avoid it or watch it with caution because there is a brief one. And it's not very, it's not super graphic, but I could say that it is graphic enough to prop maybe trigger somebody. Um, but I do give it a four out of five on the Martell scale. Uh, next up, last but not least, for sure, is Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh man, another fantastic fucking movie this week. Um, I really hit it out of the park with these selections from his art video. Um,. Peanut Butter Falcon, man, like, I'm seeing this movie, and it, it it easily could have been on my top 10 of 2019, had I seen it in 2019, um, it definitely, retrospectively, it would be on my top 10 of 2019, as well as, um, probably, uh, God, what was another 2019 movie that I just saw? Okay, I'm not going to fuck with I'm not going to fucking think about it. But anyway, back to Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon is a movie about a young man with Down Syndrome who runs away from this retirement home he's living at. He's been uh, kind of put placed there because he doesn't have any family suitable to watch over him, to kind of take care of him, and he can't really stay by himself. Uh, so he's run off from this old folks home, um, and he runs into Shia LaBeouf's character, Tyler, and they just kind of have this adventure. It's a very, uh, Tom Sawyer kind of story. Um, you know, they go through, they're just men on the run, and they're having little fun adventures along the way, and... It's just very touching. It's a funny, beautiful, feel-good kind of movie. And it's got its dark, sad moments too, but it's just 
so uplifting in the end and it's just it's like such a beautiful film um i don't know if it was shot in north carolina and virginia but it takes place in uh virginia and north carolina uh and florida also um without giving too much away though the kid the the kid with the down syndrome kid uh what's his name zach i think is his name um he wants to be a he wants to go train professional wrestling at this wrestler's school in north carolina called uh saltwater redneck that's the that's the character of the wrestler and he's on that's his quest and then shia labeouf's character is trying to get down to florida and uh get a new start i guess and they just they bond they become like brothers and it's just a wonderful uh wonderful wonderful movie uh, i gave it a four out of five on the martell scale um it's just fantastic it's just it's good so you need to go check all of those out like I said, they're available at VizArtVideo uh, at VizArtVideo, not VizArtVideo.com uh, in Charlotte if you're local. Um, Bad Lieutenant is available on Prime with ads. Um, I don't know if it's available streaming anywhere else. Eyes Wide Shut is on Hulu. I wish I would have known that before I spent money renting it. I would have rented something else instead. But, you know, you live and you learn. I don't think the King of Comedy is streaming on anything. Uh, you could possibly get it on demand, maybe. Maybe it's like on a video on demand thing on like Amazon or something. Where you can rent it. Um, and Peanut Butter Falcon just came out, so I'm not sure where it is either. I know you could probably rent it on, on uh, Amazon or at Redbox. But if you're local to Charlotte... You should go check it out at VizArt because VizArt is cooler than Redbox and Netflix and all that cool stuff because VizArt Video has damn near 40,000 titles. They're a nonprofit organization in Charlotte that is just basically conserving a culture, man. Video store culture is a beautiful thing and I think it's sad that a lot of places it doesn't exist anymore. Um... But yeah, that's all I got this week for the What You Watching. Uh, this is the intro, of course, for what now will be the first time for the public listening to the John Waters Appreciation episode I did for Patreon. So hopefully you enjoy this and it entices you to join my Patreon so that the show can get bigger and better and... Who knows? We can we can start working on this thing a lot more and get some really awesome content going. Not that I haven't put out good content yet. Uh, I still think that I'm producing pretty pretty good content considering the time restraints and budget restraints that I have. But I would really like to be able to work on this and make a super, super duper quality product for you guys. But thanks for listening, y'all. Um... And here we go with the John Waters Appreciation Show. You can't wear white shoes after Labor Day. That's not true anymore. Yes, it is. Didn't your mother ever tell you? Ah! Ah! Now you know.
No, please. Fashion has changed. No, it hasn't. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, of course, Ryan Martell, and this is a Patreon exclusive bonus episode, baby. So y'all know it's going to be real fun for y'all. Uh, thanks for being a patron, of course. Uh, you're, if you're listening to this, you're donating at least $15 a month. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the Disney Plus review episode. This is going to be a little bit different from that. Uh I don't know if you can get more polar opposite than Disney and John Waters, um, but that's the topic of this episode, is John Waters movies. Um, I really can't do it, I'm going to do another John Waters episode again in the future just to give it the proper uh, coverage, the proper form. I want to I want to do another long form episode with a guest or a couple of guests maybe uh, where we talk about John Waters movies and their cultural impact and the uh, just off the rails crazy balls to the walls uh, madness of it all. But this one I'm just gonna be talking about like which movies of his I've seen how I liked them, uh, what I remember the most about them, and I'm going to be splicing in little uh, sound clips here and there uh, from those movies, so it'll be a little short, fun uh, John Waters appreciation episode, and then I'm going to have some people on eventually in the future to do a long-form episode about John Waters. So, like I said, thanks for listening, and let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, probably my personal favorite John Waters movie is Pecker, um, starring Edward Furlong and Christina Ricci. Uh, it's just so goddamn, uh, cute. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, you don't wanna, you, you don't typically consider John Waters movies cutesy, but this one kind of is, and it's not in like that normal Hollywood cutesy kind of way. It's more in that weirdo, uh, underground, bizarre kind of way, which is exactly the way that I uh, am. That is my life. Like That is who I am as a person. I am that outsider, weird character that would be in a John Waters movie. Um, so yeah, I love Pecker. Uh, basically, Pecker is a movie about a kid named Pecker who is a aspiring photographer. Uh, he works at a sandwich shop for his day job. He's got these uh, crazy characters for parents and uh, his grandma and his sister. Everybody in the town that he lives in is just a great character. Um, which, that's all, that's all John Waters movies. Every single human being that has a a speaking part in the movie as a character um so yeah uh but yeah he gets discovered and you know the big city people are thinking that this working class uh artist is is just so brilliant and 
but it's all for the wrong reasons and it's a fun movie with a good little story and message behind it i would strongly suggest checking out becker um it's one of john water's least weird movies but it is still very weird and off the rails uh not completely though it comes off a few times we'll say that it's on the rail but it comes off every now and then it's a little more just on the off the beaten path kind of thing um but yeah pecker that one's a good one oh shelly please come back without you my work is shit where is your work it's you that i love i don't understand any of that art crap you could if you just open your eyes pecker i work in a laundromat arts everywhere yeah and my endless bags of dirty laundry <laughs> yeah it is if you think about it what the brilliant green of a grass stain yes that's art the subtle yellow of a urine-soaked sheet yeah yeah keep going it's what you see every day the aqua blue of cold water as it dilutes a violent red blood stain oh you got it be spontaneous for once in your life. Becker, I'm scared. You mean the almond brown of a stubborn mildew stain can be beautiful? Yes, yes. Let your mind go and you'll be free forever. Becker, I think I finally see it. Oh, art, Shelly. Art. Becker, use a condo. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to... I don't think I'm going to do Martell scale. Well, I could do Martell scale ratings for these. Um, but I don't know. I think I will wait and do these as uh, pick of the weeks to do Martell scale uh, ratings for them. Because this is more about just talking about the movies. I haven't watched some of these in a while, too, so I don't remember the details. I don't want to uh, give an unfair rating to something because of nostalgia. Um, my next favorite one that John Waters has done actually this might be a tie for my favorite one is Serial Mom um Serial Mom is John Waters take on a horror comedy uh it's a it's another one of his more mainstream movies uh which I love his great I love his early underground shit too but to me like these movies uh pecker and serial mom are a perfect middle ground between the crazy off the wall just totally out of control pink flamingos stuff and the totally 100 percent just a little bit weird uh hairspray and crybaby uh part of his work which i think actually serial mom might be after i know pecker is definitely after crybaby but you can't deny that crybaby is a little more mainstream uh even though it is a musical and musicals aren't really typically uh considered mainstream uh some of them are though like rent everybody loved rent and what is the sounds of the universe or whatever all the beatles bullshit fuck that um Give me Crybaby any day over fucking Beatles bullshit. Um, but yeah, Serial Mom is uh, Kathleen Turner playing this 
seemingly nice, sweet, suburban mother who is also a serial killer and kind of deviant as well, like just very deviant. And like she has this very innocent, wholesome outer uh, dimension to her, and then she's so evil and just bizarre underneath it all it's it's fantastic you have to go check out serial mom um these two are probably the most must see regardless to your taste um uh hairspray and crybaby are also two movies uh, these four those four in his in his uh catalog are the most palatable so if you're a just a casual movie fan, you can still enjoy those movies. You might not enjoy uh, some of his older stuff and some of his other not as mainstream uh, movies that came out after. Uh, but yeah, those are the top two for me: Crybaby. I mean, not uh, Crybaby, uh, Serial Mom and Pecker. Is this a cocksucker residence? God damn you, stop calling here. Isn't this 4215 pussy way? You bitch! Now let me check the zip code. 212 fuck you! Beverly! Beverly, darling! You home? The police are tracing this call this very minute. Well, Dottie Hinkle, then why aren't they here, huh? Fuck face! Fuck you! <laughs> Beverly, you home? I know you are. Beverly? Didn't I just say fuck you? I beg your pardon. Who is this? Mrs. Wilson from the telephone company. I understand you're having problems with an obscene phone caller. Yes, I am. I'm sorry, Mrs. Wilson, but this is driving me crazy. I've had my number changed twice already. I'm a divorced woman. Please help me. Beverly? exactly does this sick individual say to you? I can't say the words out loud. I don't use bad language. Oh, well, I know it's difficult, but we need to know the exact words. I'll try. Cocksucker, that's what she calls me. Listen to your filthy mouth, you fucking whore! God damn you! Motherfucker! Cocksucker! Beverly? Who's Next up is uh, Pink Flamingos. I'm going to go ahead and put that next in my... Uh, again, this is not really a ranking episode, so I'm just going to kind of like come through them as I go to... as I get to them here on the list. I, I, went, I went ahead and did my favorites first. Um, but this is not really in any particular order. Uh, but P Pink Flamingos, to me, is the, the epitome of his whole like trash outrageous 
avant-garde way of making movies, it is the most uh, absurd of all his movies and that I've seen so far. Uh, I mean, Multiple Maniacs is pretty absurd too, but I feel like Pink Flamingos is the um, the holy grail of trash films. Uh, if you've never seen Pink Flamingos before, um, don't do any research on it. Don't just go in and watch it. Just watch it blind. If you do research on it, you're probably going to get turned off before you even watch it. And you might not ever have this great experience of watching this movie that will change your life forever. So definitely go check out Pink Flamingos. Um, it is just fucking insane. Could you give us some of your political beliefs? Kill everyone now. Condone first degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. Filth are my politics. Filth is my life. Take whatever you like. Yes. How's uh, this for a center spread? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, next up is Female Trouble. Female Trouble is in the same vein as Pink Flamingos. Um, it's less shocking than Pink Flamingos, I feel like, but is definitely right there. Like, they're neck and neck as far as shock value goes. Um, it definitely has more of a, like, narrative story than Pink Flamingos. Pink Flamingos does have a narrative. It does have a story, but um, it's not as elaborate as Female Troubles is. So that's that's a good that's another that's a plus for female trouble. It has a more elaborate story. Um, it's just goddamn off the walls, outrageous and insane as well as uh, as Pink Flamingos was. Um, Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my black little heart. You came here for some excitement tonight, and that's just what you're going to get. Take a good look at me, because I'm going to be on the front of every newspaper in this country tomorrow. You're looking at crime personified, and don't you forget it! I framed Leslie Bacon! I called the heroin hotline on Abby Hoffman. I bought the gun that Bremer used to shoot Wallace. I had an affair with Juan Corona. I blew Richard Speck. And I'm so fucking beautiful I can't stand it myself. Another one of his off-the-wall crazy movies that I've watched recently is Multiple Maniacs. I just literally just finished watching it before I started recording today. <clears throat> and it is his, uh, one of his early attempts at a horror comedy. Uh, maybe. I don't know if he meant for it to be funny, but it is very funny. Um, it's outrageous and crazy and just... Uh, John Waters movies are the definition of camp like you can't talk about campy movies and not talk about John Waters so there's that uh, Multiple Maniacs is definitely very campy and very just 
insane. There is a scene in a church with rosary beads that will change your entire life. And that is all I'm going to say about that. Yes, folks, this isn't any cheap X-rated movie or any fifth-rate porno play. This is the show you want. Lady Divine's Cavalcade of Perversions, the sleaziest show on earth. Not actors, not paid imposters, but real, actual filth who have been carefully screened in order to present to you the most flagrant violation of natural law known to man. Hey, where the fuck are we anyway today? Uh, what is this place? Hey, anyway. Howie, are we going to do that pyramid shot like we did yesterday? I hope not, man. I can't take that crap again. Yeah. What about those what pets? These assorted sluts, fags, dykes, and pimps know no bounds. They have committed acts against God and nature, acts that by their mere existence would make any decent person recoil in disgust. You want to see them, and we've got them. Every possible thing you can think of. Come on, ladies. Come right up this way. Come see Lady Divine's Cavalcade. Come on. Come see the show. A master of ceremonies here. Lady Divine's Cavalcade of Perversions. Step right up. Step in. It's free. Absolutely free, this show. Yes. Only a few minutes show. Step right in. You have time. See the whole thing. Do you too? Come on. Step up. Come on. This is Lady Divine's Cavalcade, and I'm going to show you a little show. Just step right in. Maybe a few minutes. This isn't one of those sex shows, is it? You'll see, sir. You'll see. Come, please. Step right in. Moving right along, we're going to go get back into the uh, more mainstream movies that he's done. Uh, Crybaby. Uh, it's probably his... Um, probably the movie he's got with the most mainstream actor in it maybe uh, I don't know Kathleen Turner was pretty huge in her day but uh, Crybaby stars Johnny Depp um, it also has uh, God, Tracy Lords and uh, God what is the girl's name Christina Applegate right from Married with Children I think that's who I think that's the lead no that is totally not her uh, I can't remember the lead actress's name. I'm sorry. Uh, fuck me. I'm a total fuck up at being professional here on this podcast. Uh, but yeah, this is just a fun little episode, so y'all don't mind too bad. But Crybaby is a musical. Uh, it's like a 50s greasers versus uh, the hoity-toity people in the town uh, kind of thing. There's drag racing, there's playing chicken, there's... Uh, jail scenes, juvenile delinquent scenes and stuff. It's just juvenile delinquency at its best, which is what John Waters likes to advocate for. He wants people to do uh, shenanigans and be wild and be young and be crazy. Uh, So yeah, Crybaby is real cool. It's like a love story, basically. Like a whole like Lady and Tramp kind of thing going on two people fall in love from different classes of the world and it's just it's real fun it's got that weirdo sensibility that all John Waters movies do of course Uh, but it also does have that palatability because it is so um, I mean it's got Johnny Depp in it for fuck's sake it's it's there I'm a 
who's this? This is Inga. She's from Sweden. She's an exchange student, and she's going to be staying with us for a while. Inga, this is our daughter, Wanda. Say hello. Yeah? I'm blowing this joint. Well, Inga doesn't understand English very well. Inga, say hello to Wanda. Yeah? Say hello to our daughter. Yeah? Uh, honey, why don't you come over and sit down? Get to know one another. Look at all the wonderful presents she's brought us from her native land. Let's all put on a faux cap and learn something about a foreign culture. Do we have a surprise for you, don't we, Meg? We sure do. All this silly trouble you've been having lately. Wanda, honey, you're going to Sweden this afternoon at 3 o'clock. You mean you swap me for milkmaid? Oh, honey, Inga's mother and potter will treat you just like one of the family. Yeah, Inga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to learn about America, Inga? In America, we like boys. We like hot boys. Boys with Roman hands and Russian fingers. Wanda, honey, want some Ovaltine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just a bebop baby. And I'll take nothing from no one. See you later, daddios. Have a cool you and a frantic first. <clears throat> My throat is drying up, so I'm going to be... Uh, not going to be too quick, but I'm going to try to wrap it up here soon. Uh, what do I got left to talk about? Hairspray. Hairspray is another musical, actually. Uh, or no, I don't think the I don't think the original is a musical. No, the remake, I think, is a musical, but I don't think the original is. It's been a long time since I've seen the original. Um, but the original does have Divine playing uh, Ricky Lake's mother. Which is awesome. Um, I probably should point out that Divine is in uh, most of his early movies. Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, Multiple Maniacs, Hairspray. Uh, some that I haven't seen. Polyester, Des Desperate Living. Uh, I think that's... that's. I mean, there's others, but I can't think of the name of them right now off the top of my head. Um, I, I don't remember when Divine passed away. But they, she wasn't being in his movies, and I can't remember why. But somewhere along the line, they didn't. They, he stopped having Divine in the movies. I think it. I want to say it was because Divine passed away, and not because of some kind of falling out. I think they were best friends till the day they, till the day Divine died, uh, which is great. That that is a great story because. Uh, basically John Waters just made a bunch of movies with his friends and then became successful off of those movies and started making movies and still putting his friends in them but having actual big name actors in them too which is insane uh, but yeah Hairspray is a kind of like social commentary on class and race and it's also very fun and weird um, I should also point out that all of if not I mean most of if not all of uh, John Waters movies take place in Baltimore which is where he's from and I've always heard that Baltimore is a weird place to live so uh, I think that's real cool I always like I always love when you can uh, you can tell that people have put their real life into a movie and that's kind of what he does with everything that he makes he puts a little bit of his real life in there watch that corny Fallon show
delinquents, if you ask me. It ain't right to be dancing on TV to that colored music. She's just a teenager. Huh. Goodbye, Mrs. Malinsky. Goodbye, Edna. Could you turn that racket down? I'm trying to iron in here. Um, see, now I'm getting into ones that I've seen, but it's been a really long time and I don't really remember much about them. Uh, Cecil B. Demented, don't really remember much about it at all. Uh, just that it's crazy and this dude is like fucking trying to blow up Hollywood basically. What the hell? I am Cecil B. Demented and this picture is terminated. Get off my set. Now, what do you think you're doing? Nobody can stop the popularity of Forrest Gump. Fucking little scabs! We'll get their little 16 millimeter asses. I got it. Nobody fucks with the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. Uh, a dirty shame. Uh, not gonna lie, what I remember the most about this is the gigantic knockers that uh, Selma Blair has and Tracy Ullman being, like, turned into a nymphomaniac by a bump on the head and Johnny Knoxville. Um, but yeah, that one was real crazy, too, because it's like that whole uh, uptight prude in town trying to rally all the decent members of the community against all the fucking weirdos and sexual deviants in town and the homosexuals and the queers and it's just it's it's a whole big thing of things and it's just it's just good can't be john waters fun like uh drinking game for this episode is every time i say campy outrageous off the rails or john waters uh drink and you're gonna get fucking totally hammered uh, but that's all I got for this episode. Uh, these are going to be little short bonus episodes. I'm going to hopefully try to get some better, longer bonus episodes out to you guys soon in the future. Uh, the Christmas episode should be a good long one. Uh, so thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for being patrons. Uh, always, as always, tell all your friends to join us on Patreon. Tell us about tell them about how the good the bonus content is how good it is to have all the regular content early um yeah so just thanks for being a patron thanks for listening make sure you're rating reviewing subscribing uh, all that good shit give us thumbs up on our youtube videos um that's all i got thanks for listening uh now let's watch some fucking movies y'all There is something wrong on Harford Row. Come on back to bed, Sylvia. What's gotten into you? There is a power that is growing. <laughs> threatening the very limits of family tolerance. Girl, <laughs> And his name is Ray Ray. Perverts are taking over this neighborhood. Let's go Saxon! <laughs> Fine Line Features presents... Sometimes a boo-boo on the head can trigger inappropriate outbursts. You got the devil in you, that's what you got! Tracy Ullman. My Sylvia Stickles, and I've got the itch! 
Come on up here and give me some of that strain. I'm coming as fast as I can. Selma Blair. I'm an exhibitionist. Go, baby, go! Chris Isaac. What's the matter with you? Feel like yodeling in the canyon. Oh, it's a sick world. And Johnny Knoxville. My name is Ray Ray, and I'm here to service you. Whoa, 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 whoa. From the director of Hairspray and Pink Flamingos. You're a freak. It's shocking. It's twisted. Dad, somebody's licking our tires. It's depraved. Today, Harford Road. It's a dirty shame. You put your right yeah. hip in, you put your right hip out, you put your